You're listening to the What's Next Discipleship Podcast, presented by MiracleWord.com. These episodes are designed to quickly answer your biggest questions about being a Christian. Here's your host, evangelist, author, and founder of Miracle Word University, Ted Shuttlesworth, Jr. Hey, so this is an extremely important episode because it's your call to action. It's really your call to action as a believer. You're not just saved and then just lumped into a group and you're just a number among many. You are an individual with a very individual purpose. Nobody is insignificant in the body of Christ. Everybody is a vital member. But all of these things that I've been showing you, all of these things that I've been teaching you, they culminate in your purpose. You know, you go down and look at things we've looked at. The fact that you're a new creation. The fact that you've gained power through prayer and wisdom through the word. And, you know, the Holy Spirit has filled you up and now you're equipped to do the work of the ministry. You're walking in healing. You've got church community and you're, uh, you're walking in blessing and you've got the power of your words at work. All of these things play a part, but it's all to bring you into effective purpose. And so I want to show you something in Mark chapter 16 because you are called to literally play a part or you have a role in the kingdom of God. Every believer is called to reap the harvest. Every believer is called to go out into the world and to bring people to Jesus Christ. Really, all of us are supposed to be doing the work of an evangelist. Doesn't matter what you do. You might be a mechanic. You might be a surgeon. You might be a teacher. You might be a stay-at-home mom. But you're still called to do the work of an evangelist. Look at this uh, passage, Mark chapter 16 starting in verse 15. This is called the Great Commission. And Jesus said to them, go into all the world and proclaim the gospel to all of creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will pick up serpents with their hands, and if they drink any deadly poison, it will not hurt them. They will lay their hands on the sick, and they will recover. And so you can see this. This is actually spoken to everybody. If you're a follower of Christ, and of course, here he's talking to uh, the 11 disciples, minus Judas, who's now gone, but all of us are commissioned as disciples of Christ to do this work. It doesn't matter where you are or who you are. And and what I'm getting ready to read you might be one of the most encouraging things that you've ever heard. Because one of the dangers when you become a Christian, you start looking around the body of Christ at the different people that are part of the church at large, is you get into the danger of comparison. You're like, well, I'm not like him, I'm not like her. Man, she's really great at speaking. He's really great at, you know, whatever it might be, counseling, care, hospital visitation, and dealing with the hurting, dealing with the wounded, uh, bringing joy into people's lives. And what we do is we get into the danger of comparison. And that's why the Bible says, if you compare yourselves among yourselves, you're unwise. It's not smart to compare your purpose with someone else's purpose. It's actually 
the road to frustration and ultimately destruction. You'll stop doing what you're called to do if you're continually comparing your purpose with somebody else. To give you an, a, pract a practical example, can you imagine how foolish it would be for a plumber to look at a surgeon and say, you know, I've never completed one surgery. I, I just don't even know if I have a purpose. He's a plumber. He's not a surgeon. To compare your two uh, purposes would be absolutely foolish. I mean, same thing. I mean, if you were a, a surgeon and you looked at the plumber, you're like, you know, I've never worked on pipes. Never in my life have I installed new piping in a home and new construction. I'm over here just doing all these surgeries. I'm just over here. It would be foolish because your purpose is surgery. His purpose is plumbing. And people do that in the body of Christ all the time, all the time. It sounds funny when we give that analogy, but people do it in church all the time. And that's why you're not called to compare yourself with somebody else. And Paul had to literally tell this to the Corinthian church because first of all, they were very immature as believers, but he wanted them to understand that we all play a vital role in the kingdom of God. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and let's, let's begin with verse 14. Listen to this. For the body does not consist of one member, but of many. If the foot should say, well, because I'm not a hand, I don't belong to the body. That doesn't make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear should say, well, because I'm not an eye, I don't belong to the body. No, that would not make it le any less a part of the body. Verse 17, if the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But as it is, God arranged the members in the body, each one of them as he chose. If all were a single member, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, yet one body. Look at verse 21. The eye can't say to the hand, I don't need you, nor again the head to the feet. I have no need of you. Now you're all, this is verse 27, by the way. Now you are the body of Christ and individually members of it. I'm going to read that again, verse 27. Now you are the body of Christ and individually members of it. And so I want you to hear me. It doesn't matter what your part is. Do your part to the very best of your ability. Do your part to the very best of your ability. And don't compare what you are called to do with what someone else is currently doing. Again, that will be straight frustration for the rest of your life. Straight, it'll end up in destruction. It ends up in total destruction. Don't compare your purpose with somebody else's purpose. And so one of the things we've got to realize is that although I'm not comparing, I am going to get to work. I'm going to get to work. Whatever it is that I'm called to do, my hand is going to be diligent in doing what I'm called to do. Well, what are some of the things that you should do? As I said earlier, you should be telling people about Jesus. You should be winning the lost. Don't wait on your pastor to do it. You've got people that you know personally that your pastor will never meet. 
that you have the opportunity to speak into their life, to tell them about Jesus. Pray that God would give you boldness to speak about Jesus to other people. Don't be timid. Don't be shy. God's not given us a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. Don't be timid. Be bold. And ask the Holy Spirit to give you boldness to talk to people about Jesus. Well, what else? I'm sure that every person has gifts and talents. I'm sure that you have gifts and talents that others don't have. If you can sing, you should volunteer that gift to God in the house of God in church. If you can sing, you ought to be one of the people that's volunteering your time on the praise and worship team. If you can play an instrument, you ought to be on that praise and worship team. If you're great with people, if you're personable, you should be out there greeting people. You should be ushering. You should be helping people. Maybe you love children and you, you know, be part of the kids ministry, be part of the nursery, whatever it is that you have a gift or a talent to do, use it to be a blessing in the kingdom of God. The worst possible thing that you could do is literally sit on a pew for 20 years, like a lump and just sit there and I'm just here to receive for me. It's not about just you. It's about what God's anointed you to do. And you've got a purpose. You've got an anointing. You've got a calling. It's time to stand up and be a part of the vision of the house. Stand up and be a part of your church community. Support your pastor in his vision. What God's called that body of believers to do. Whatever role you can play. I don't care if you're out in the parking lot parking cars, if you're greeting people as they come in, if you're doing hospital visitation, if you're making calls, if you're cleaning the lobby, if you're vacuuming the kids class, it doesn't matter. The Bible says whatever we do, do it as unto the Lord. We don't do it for human recognition. We don't do it because they put our name in the bulletin. We do it. Why? Because we're doing it as though we're doing it unto Jesus Christ himself. That's how we should do it. Be encouraged knowing you're anointed. You've got God's power on your life. You've got his purpose on your life. Be encouraged knowing that you have the ability to affect your generation by the power of God. And don't let the devil discourage you saying, well, you're not like him. You're not like her. Don't compare yourself. Be strong in who God made you to be. Stand up, be proactive, and accomplish great things for the kingdom of God. Hey, this is Ted Shuttlesworth Jr. I just wanted to let you know that we have video versions of every one of these episodes absolutely free hosted at our website, miracleword.com forward slash next. Miracleword.com forward slash next. We have so many free resources available to help you grow in your walk with Jesus Christ. Join us. The link is in the description. Click it and get started for free today.